I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I'm not asking God to just take it away. I'm asking God, help me overcome it. Help me. My, my faith is not gone. I just have to learn where to look. And sometimes the greatest faith, I, I need you to get this, is right underneath that biggest doubt. Sometimes the greatest thing that God wants to show you, if you will start lifting and looking and lifting and looking. You see what I'm saying? Because we can't just cover over it. We can't just come to church for a fresh coat of paint over our problems. We can't just come to church for a three-hour scriptural sugar boost to get us feeling good for a moment. It won't work, and we'll end up like the disciples saying, why did I shout and sing and listen and take notes in church? Because you didn't invite Jesus into the real place of your pain. You didn't lose your faith. You just stopped looking at the surface. It's gone. It's gone. One boy broke up with you. I guess I'll never be loved. You're 14 years old. I guess it's gone. I guess ever you can't trust anybody. See how we do it? It's gone. You have to know where to look. Can I can I preach something else? Sometimes you are so intimidated by it that you forget about him. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, is this good, y'all? Because this is good to me. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. He didn't argue with the disciples. He didn't argue with the teachers. He didn't have to. He was bigger than it. So the disciples said, why, why couldn't we drive it out? He said, because you lost your focus. This kind can only come out through prayer. When we think about prayer, we think about maybe like a list of things that we say to God. But God is showing me lately that prayer is more about a lens than a list. And it's more about what I see than what I say. So if my prayer is always just, let me, let me just say my prayers. And Jesus said this kind can only come out by prayer, the King James says, and fasting, but the original manuscripts don't say by fasting. And even the fact, look, even the fact that he said this kind can only come out by prayer, he's letting you know you can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. I looked on my message last week and, and somebody said on a comment, I don't usually read the comments, pray for me, I read them more than I should. They said, you left out fasting. It said by prayer and fasting. They didn't get the demon out because they didn't fast. Isn't that just like us to think if we'll just do one more thing, if we just do one more step? But it was their inability to rely on God's power in them that got them in the predicament to begin with. He said it's only by prayer. I mean, it's intimidating. How dare we judge the disciples that they couldn't cast out a demon? That's like all the the out-of-shape people watching these Olympic athletes. Huh? Talking about, well, that was pretty good. I mean, second place, it was all right. And I want to judge the disciples. Why couldn't you drive out the demon? You should have, you know, confessed the name of Jesus and prayed and fasted. I can't even get my kids to clean their room, y'all. 
and I'm going to judge the disciples for not casting out a demon. This is a demon that's been with this boy since childhood. How dare we judge them for that? It was intimidating. He said, this guy can only come out by prayer. This isn't going to be like one of your other problems that you can fix in your own strength. I wonder, have you been have you been losing it because you've been fighting on the wrong level? One of my friends went into a business situation a few weeks ago, and he said when he pulled up to the person's house for the meeting, the house was so big and so beautiful that he lost his, he lost his confidence. And he said, and I went in there, and I, I thought, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this. When he went in to meet with the, the people, after he left, they sent him a text and said, you are amazing. We have not stopped talking about how your spirit, and he's a great Christian, he, he has an amazing, oh man, this guy, this guy changes the atmosphere of every room that he walks into. And he said afterward, they were texting me how amazing the meeting was and how they were so impressed with me. He said, I couldn't believe it because I went in so scared. And you know what I told him? I said, yeah, because you got so caught up in what you were walking into that you forgot what you were walking in with. You forgot what you were walking in with because you were so focused. Who is this for? You were so focused on what you were walking into, but God says if you will get a focus on what you are walking in with, the Spirit of God, not just your abilities, not just your education, not just your knowledge, not just your wisdom. At some point, that will fail you. But if you remember that you are walking in with the Spirit of God, and this is a guarantee of your inheritance. This is not corruptible. It cannot perish. It cannot spoil. It cannot fade. Whatever it I'm walking into, come on, I'm walking in with something that is greater and greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. And when Jesus confronted it, it had to back down because greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. I got it, devil. I got the Spirit of God. I got the calling of God. I got the purpose of God. I got the word of God. I've got the assurance of God. I've got the anointing of God. I've got a sling and a stone and a promise and a Savior. And I still got faith after all I've been through and all it cost me and all they took. It rocked my speech, but it didn't take my faith. I do believe. I still believe. So let me give you a scripture. Lift before you look. Lift before you look. Stop looking at stuff on the surface and saying, oh, there's nothing there. Lift before you look. This is what Holly taught me. It's not gone. You just haven't looked yet. You just haven't looked yet. You haven't looked, so you haven't seen the opportunity that's in this hardship. You haven't seen the blessing that's in this rejection yet because you haven't looked. lift my eyes to the hills. What did the psalmist do? He said, I've got to lift 
before I look. They looked at the boy and, and he looked dead. But Jesus reached down and lifted him up. Why? Lives before you look. Before you look at your schedule for the day, lift your eyes to the hills. You're going to need help today, and you've got it on the inside. Don't look so much at what you're walking into that you forget what you're walking in with. Oh, no, I'm a nobody with a somebody on the inside of me. i got to decrease so he can increase. I lift my eyes to the hills. I might be preaching for three people, but you haven't really looked yet. You've been saying there's nothing special about me. I don't really have a gift. I'm not anointed like those other people. I'm not called. I don't really see any benefit in this situation. Until you've lifted. When you lift your eyes to the hills. Turning point for the Father is when he stopped looking at the crowd. Stop looking at the disciples. Stop looking at the symptoms. And he finally saw Jesus. I see Jesus coming toward your unbelief, coming toward your struggle, coming toward your issue. You lift your eyes. eyes of your heart might be open. The eyes of your heart might be open. Prayer isn't just about saying things to God. It's about seeing things as God sees them. 